0: Okay welcome back everybody it's another new episode of Outside the Huddle uh it's Andy and of course I'm alongside Paul and James everybody good take the take the take the stage
1: I'm good Andy how are you two? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well I was going to um I, I was thinking about coming to you separately to be honest because I was going to say <laughs> that Paul we'll start with Paul and now he's in mourning because uh his last his last two teams have been booted out of the running. Um,
2: When you're met with adversity, you find a team.
1: (laughs) We all know he's going to be a Chiefs fan from now on.
2: You know how there's that sort of narrative where I find a moral victory in everything? I found it in the weekend's results, and it's that if the Bills and the Packers won, I'd have been going into the Super Bowl with quite a neutral approach because happy either way, whereas now I genuinely have a team I don't want to win it, so I, there's, an, there's an added sort of element to it where I'll be genuinely rooting for a team. So, yeah, I got lucky, if anything.
1: I know you said the Packers were a te- one of your teams and that, but like, how the hell would you not be going for the Bills? No,
2: they're they're not, both- they're, to be honest, they're not one of my teams. I just like Karen Rogers. Um I do actually genuinely... We had that conversation a long time ago, it feels like. But, yeah. Yeah,
1: I, I feel are, like
2: that, that, teams, that list has definitely grown. Yeah, of course it has. but uh, And it will only grow... At one point, (laughs) three years down the line, there will only be whoever Tom Brady's at. (laughs) When he's 47. And the Cowboys. But, um, yeah, there are only two teams I genuinely would support, as per se. And that's the Giants. And when they fail, come Christmas time, then it's the Bills. (laughs) Just to clarify for the new guys. And,
0: uh, yeah, James, you must be... You must be still pretty. I'll use the word everyone else is using. They're calling you smug. I don't. Yeah, I don't say it. it, but they're calling you smug.
1: I mean, we can't spoil the podcast, guys. People, you know, people are tuning into this not knowing the
0: results. <laughs> don't do the spoilers. Just um, quickly, though, going back to your point there, Paul, when you said there's a team you definitely don't want to win. Yes. Is that based? Just
2: for my own clarity, is that based just on the fact that James is a books fan? No. Oh. That plays a part. It does play a part, of course. <laughs> um, but no, of course it doesn't. It's Tom Brady oh. is the main reason. I, I think I can... There's obviously a lot going on about Tom Brady and he's it's hard to avoid him on social media at the moment, but it's not that I don't respect him as a player in any way, shape or form. He is the best player of all time, but he is a wanker so i would like to see him lose <laughs> well, i don't even know what to say
0: i uh I, honestly i i've not been into the, the sport as long as you two have but i went after monday it was and i was talking to uh danny my good friend at work who's who's a broncos fan and he was He was annoyed and for the same reason because he hates Brady and I I kind of thought, Well, I'm gonna I'll do some digging about why people hate him. I know there was the whole ball thing. Oh, it doesn't uh, a part
2: for me, no.
0: Um but he he got himself so wound up telling me, trying to pinpoint why he hates him, that I think the only real reason he got to in the end was I just hate his face.
2: Yeah, no, that's (laughs) I can't disagree with him. I can't disagree with him. It's the face. It's definitely the face, isn't it? Is it because he's a smiler? Uh, but you know when someone's smiling, it's like there's so much behind it. Are you saying in a smug way? It's, Look at me, I'm yeah, better than you. He's somewhere. smug. I'm, I'm not going to try and act like it's anything other than his success that makes you hate him. I know, like, I'm very aware of it, of why we hate him. doesn't mean I don't hate him. But He's very good and he's always been very good. And the way the NFL is built is that there should be the system where every dog has his day, and he's ruined that for everyone. So About three
1: times over now, isn't he? Yeah, Joe. You know Someone made a good case. Like, it was around the NFL podcast, so I am stealing it from there. Um But they've they, they've always jokingly said he's had two Hall of Fame careers. Like you could split his career into two, and they're now saying you could easily do it into three in the space of like six, seven year bits. He's done enough in those spells to actually have three Hall of Fame careers. Well, it's absolutely when, mental.
2: Well, when you say. If you ask someone, will Mahomes be in the Hall of Fame? You'd say he's done enough now, probably, to be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just about. But Tom Brady's done that how many times? That's Mm. the thing. And that's already
1: the narrative I'm hearing. Is like, Mm. oh, you know, Mahomes is going to try and close that gap. Which obviously, yeah, very early on, that's what he needs to do. But he needs to do it three times over. What everyone forgets is Brady did this. You know, he won a couple quite early on, didn't? He, his career maybe one year further down the line than Mahomes, but it's the fact he kept going. He got injured, he came back, he kept going. He went a long time before he won his next one, and actually since he's been thirty five, I think he's what
2: been four or five times since. Yeah, and but, he, has, he has the added narrative in that he wasn't the guy coming out of college either. He was just no, no, like he was a late round pick. Yeah, um, which just adds to the romance of the story if you're into and, that kind of thing. And
1: that like that little image of him in the combine, that little skinny run who can't run, like it's just incredible to think. You're, you're looking at Pest potentially, and he is. I don't care what anyone tries to tell me, he is the greatest of all time. For uh, the arguments about someone being better than him, yeah, maybe, but to do what he's done for so long, he's the greatest of all time. But to see that image of him entering the
2: combine, it just gives everyone hope. <laughs> <laughs> Never too late. <laughs> um, I think he's not only the greatest, NFL player of all time he's probably the greatest American sportsman of all time mm. um yeah. I don't follow baseball I hockey that much but uh, I'm yeah, I feel like I could have heard of someone who's had that sort of career in any sport and I can't compare him to anyone he's great but yeah I it, it's I want him to lose at every given opportunity and Ooh. I won't I won't ever change well he didn't um
0: that's why
2: I want him to, it gets worse every year, actually, <laughs> because he doesn't. I feel like you obviously haven't following, been following the sport quite as long, but it feels like every year you say, well, he's got no chance this year. And then he gets to the playoffs, which is fair enough, because his division throughout the year has been awful. So him getting to the playoffs was never the question. And then you're like, well, they're not going to beat these guys because they're so much better. And then they win. And it's like, well, yeah, but he's never, he hasn't had this challenge yet and he wins, and every year somehow I seem to forget that that's happened the year before, because I'm still convinced that he's not going to win
1: Yeah, you're kind of basing it on the fact that he's another year older, you know, the team's usually getting weaker around him, which is, you know, the last two Super Bowls he had with the Patriots, especially the last one against the Rams, it was already on a decline then, Yeah. yeah. I mean yeah. oh well, the defence was special, let's face it, but the offence wasn't, he, he was keeping that together, and they still won the Super Bowl, like, he, he, you know, it's not just him, obviously, it's Bill Belichick, it's the Patriot players, the scheme, everything else helped him. But he, we're finding out now that how important Tom Brady really, really was in that special dynasty time. Because
2: I know Paul's going to jump in, but you know, uh, yeah, I'm ready, I'm ready to jump in.
1: <laughs> but okay. you know, it's not just him. I'm not going to have that argument because I don't. Yeah, I don't buy all this. Oh, if it weren't for Bill Belichick, or if it weren't for Tom, there's nothing. They needed both needed each other. I don't agree with that. But I think he, people are starting to respect that actually he did have a bigger part play, parts playing that. And just, just quarterback who's this quarterback who was in a scheme that's completely gone now.
2: You're absolutely right. But did he have that much of a say in this game that just happened? I don't think he played that well. It, we're having this conversation about Brady being the greatest of all time. And that's uh, we've already had it now. I don't want to talk about it anymore. Okay? <laughs> um, but he had a bad to average game, in my opinion. Three interceptions should cost you the game. I understand that he got the job done, and that's what you need to do. But the media narrative is uh, Brady sees the Bucks get to the play, gets to the Super Bowl, and he did. But that was on the defense last night or Sunday night. Sorry.
1: Well, I I agree. I do agree because it did start to feel like. I don't really know what happened. It was just the most unlike Tom Brady, especially the back end of this year as well, and how he plays. Throwing those interceptions, they seemed false. They seemed to be rushed. He seemed like James Winston. He generally did. A couple of those players were like, you didn't need to do that. But I think the thing is, for two for almost two thirds this game, he played really well. Mm. You know, I mean, I, there was one or two questionable throws, but, you know, we made plays on them. And I think the thing is, he exposed their weakness. He found them over the top and he hurt them. And I think the thing is, he kind of, kept trying that and he didn't necessarily need to and he got found out and it could have really paid to hurt us because we was in control of that game and all we had to do is really have two good drives in that last sort of quarter and a half and yeah when he threw a couple of them up and they obviously got picked off he was a bit like why have you just done that even if we took a punt here we was in a good position sort of thing yeah. so it was very crazy. unlike him and yes it's annoying because whatever happens even if he plays terrible in the Super Bowl and we win it'll be Tom Brady's
2: won his seventh Super Bowl of which course. is pretty fair but yeah, yeah, it's a it's, it's a team effort massively. Of course it, and it's definitely a defense effort. The, it was. That's actually. how that's how everyone wins Super Bowls. The league gets more and more offensive every year. Mm-hmm. The team who wins it seems to be a defensive team every year. Yeah. It's like it seems to be the way. But it's it's been Brady throughout his career, hasn't it? Really, in that if you do pressure him and get in his face, he isn't very good. And it's crazy to say he's the best quarterback of all time, but. Yeah, he he doesn't deal with people around no. him very well. He's very good at... If he's got the time, he'll win you the game. But he does have this sort of panic button when someone gets near him, and it shows. And if we're being totally honest, three interceptions is enough to lose you a game against Aaron Rodgers every time. Especially in that book. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's unbelievable that you, you won the game given that. And, yeah, I feel like if... They, if you end up losing the game, the conversation about Brady isn't just slightly different. It's the complete other way. Is he done? Is that him over? And it's that's the beauty of the sport is that yeah. one play call, which we'll get into, can change a narrative completely.
1: But John, you know what's even funny though is the fact that he, he was on a streak, which I think we were only talking a couple of weeks ago with uh, Baker Mayfield. Where he hadn't thrown an interception for I don't even remember it was like three, I want to say it was three hundred something snaps and it was the first, the longest streak since nineteen forty eight, and then he goes and throws three like interceptions in nine plays. <laughs> it's just absolutely bonkers. But you're right, he is he's one of those no quarterback likes pressure. Let's face it, most quarterbacks don't like pressure to their face, and as he's getting older, you can tell it really bothers him. But he's he's so good. Everyone goes, oh, he's not mobile and all that. Of course, he's not mobile, but he doesn't need to be. He's very good at stepping away moving that little step, which just gives him that extra time. And he looks like you think you're going to get to him and he just gets rid of it. And I've noticed that as the season's gone on, especially our O-line has been incredible. And that's the only reason why we've had the success because early on, there was some creaks in it and he was getting sacked or he was having to throw the ball away. And now he just trusts them. And yeah, there's the odd occasion, but generally he's fine. And if we didn't have a very good O-line, it would be a completely different story. And you're right. The narrative would be questionable if we had lost that game on the back of three interceptions I think he would have been fine to go into next year because we should never have even been where we are, I don't think. Right. And, that, and that's coming up as well. Um, but yeah, the fact that he, he had such a good game up to those three inceptions, but he, you know we saw what the good side of Brady, if that makes sense. It wasn't like he struggled all game. He, he played phenomenal for like most of the game. It's just unlike him, he almost threw us the game away, which is just odd. But luckily, like you say, our defense really stepped up when he mattered. And as well as maybe a couple of decisions by the Packers. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I can think of one.
1: I can think of two that really hurt him in that game.
2: Yeah, there was. I was about to say, watching the game live, it was it was a very very good game to watch. Um, I don't feel like it was quite the the thriller that it could have been. In that, it was it had the potential to be one of the greatest games of all time.
1: It would have been a classic if yeah. the Packers turned one of those
2: interceptions into a touchdown. Yeah, and it, I feel like we were sort of almost cheated out of that by some decision making. But really, where they lost the game I, was in the first half. At the end of the first half, for me,
1: yeah, hundred percent. Yeah,
2: um, watching it live, it was just like I'm yes. not even a big defensive fan, and none of us are in particular. Um, but I know the basics, and I know the basics of the sport, and that's oh, they here. They are first of all. When Brady walked off and they looked like they were about to punt, I, w- I, w- I was sat watching with my girlfriend and she, she follows it and watches it with me but doesn't quite understand it. And I was saying, this makes no sense. I don't understand Absolutely. why they're punting here. Um, I was going, I- no. I- I was no. ridicule- what are you doing? I was like, this is ridiculous. And then he started walking back on. I was like, okay, that makes sense. And then it flipped in the space of 30 seconds to saying, what are the Packers doing? I there is only like... Scotty Miller is good for one thing and this isn't me snagging him off because I like him. Through you, I've heard a lot. But all I know is he's very quick. So what do you not do? Let him get around the back of you. It's just as simple as that.
1: I don't understand the play call. Why was they not playing? That's the one time you put a couple of safeties deep because it was fourth and three with what, 15, 16 seconds. The absolute best we could have probably done would have been a quick five, 10 yards and then take a field goal. But the way we lined up, wasn't really showing that we was going for that really, and I'm the not- way they lined up was almost like they. I don't understand what they was doing. Why the hell was you not just stopping us to get a touchdown? Because it felt like it was going to be a hail mary. That was the only oh, thing,
2: yes. unless we were going to do a quick dump off. Wasn't it? Wasn't that play with like only six seconds left? I, I'm trying. To-
1: I know it was. Yeah. I know it wasn't a lot of time. And I was thinking yeah. they've got to go for a hail mary because so they're not to- going to have time to get the, get the five ten yards for the easy field goal unless it goes straight out of play.
2: But you had the fourth and three, you converted it six seconds left, you didn't go for the field goal. So you had you could give them the entire centre of the field because they didn't have a timeout. So if they throw it 30 yards down the field, into the middle of the field, you still half, you walk off fine. Just don't let them get over the top. And, and you're going into the half, getting the ball in the second half. So actually, it's probably advantage you. And you concede that touchdown and they never quite recovered from it.
1: No, and you kind of felt that could be the game. And, you know, it wasn't as as such, but that was such a big moment because 14-10 versus, you know, 21-10 is a big difference. Yeah, it's massive.
0: Yeah, um, I just felt that you – I thought you looked really up uh, up for it from the start, and I think, um, you know, you came out at them fast. And I was talking to Gary, who, uh, if people listened to last week's episode, was our Packers fan – um, and it was during their second drive, and I said to him, "You need to get, you need a score on this drive." Um, and he actually replied, saying, "We need a score on every drive." And I think he could see how dangerous you were looking early. It looked like you were going to score on every drive. Um, and we I w- did it, didn't we we flipped the narrative early. We went out there, did everything we,
1: everyone expected the Packers to do to us, get on top of us, and then run off of it. And if anything, we did that to them, and they didn't really know what to do early on.
0: Yeah, and I suppose, I mean, if you look through the numbers and stuff, it's hard to really pinpoint a a real star performer, I suppose, in your team. I mean, they kind of shared the load and nobody really sort of did anything massively special, but everybody chipped in with really crucial moments.
2: I thought if I had to pick one for you, it'd be Godwin. Mm. Uh, Obviously, you had the Mejord, so that's the obvious choice, but it's kind of been if you add the narrative of the season in it was good to see him have his day because he was the guy last year and injuries and added wide receivers and a new quarterback sort of meant that his season hasn't been quite so smooth but he came up crutch when it was needed
1: I mean he made that crazy catch which Brady probably shouldn't have thrown that was a questionable throw
2: but he kind of trusted
1: that God was going to get his head round. And mm-hmm. he kind of played it out how he did. But how he caught it, I don't know. Because it looked like he stopped. And when you watch the tape back you think, oh, maybe he didn't mean to stop and Brady didn't think he was going to. And But he somehow managed to make the ground up and, you know, to get his hands on it and then take it down. I was just like,
2: wow. <laughs> I was yeah. trying to keep calm, if I'm being honest. They were the type of plays that win you the game. The end. Yeah. And what I noticed early on and throughout the game, actually, was little gains on special teams. That just for me, like you you read into it more than it doesn't affect the game that much, but it affects like the mentality of the game. And when you're winning it's a small victory, but it does help over an entire game and mentally you know you you're you're one up on the on the opposition because you've run it out to the thirty yard line rather than taking a touchback to the twenty five. And yeah, I think you sort of ate away at the packers throughout the game with that sort of thing.
1: I think that's the first time that I can say our special teams may have won, won a battle. We we played very negative. We played safe, which, you know, given Bucks have been terrible on special teams, but so many fumbles and all the rest of it, I don't blame them. But um, Minkins, Minkins, I always say his name wrong. Is it Minkins? Minkins? Um, He... He, he's been one of those. I've just been crying out for him to just have a go, like maybe take some. And he I think the Packers set him up because they didn't believe he was going to be that good on it. Cause they was always, they was never putting him in the end zone. He was literally always getting the ball on the five yard line, but he made him pay on four or five returns getting up to the 30, 40, 50 yard line. And I hadn't seen that all season. Um, and that made that was a huge difference. Give Brady, you know, an extra 10, 15 yards instantly two plays. You're in the field goal area. And those little differences in a big game like that on the, on the road, massive.
0: Yeah, you're right. Before we talk about the Packers, because um, we do need to talk about the Packers, um, just going back to what Dan said last week about how he thought Tampa were going to win the game, um, he was big on the fact that you know he was questioning whether you were in fact the underdog and talked a lot about the way you dealt with them earlier in the season. Um, do you think it's fair that to say that, that did count for a lot this time?
1: Um, yeah, I think I think what I think the biggest thing that happened was the game against the Saints. The defense turned a corner again. felt you could tell they took so much confidence from that game. And then I think that's where Dan was saying that we know how to beat the Packers. We know how to get into Rogers' head, and no one else has shown us that this year. So the fact that we managed to do that, I think we went out there with the confidence. But one big difference, which I don't even know if we brought up last last week, is Vita Vea um being fit and being able to play i mean he only played 30 odd snaps but when he came in on third down which is most of the time that's when we was getting the sacks and what have we missed since week five week six they've been okay but they've not been nowhere near as productive on the outside literally he comes back and jpp and Shaq barrett just go off yeah. because he even though he's not even remotely 100 fit he was still getting that push up front which then means the quarterbacks now not able to step up he's not able to he's having to move to one side or the other and it's play straight in the hands of Shaq Barrett and JPP. I think that was the biggest thing. Having him back meant that they was getting the pressure. Rodgers was in a similar situation for most of that game that he was in Tampa, where we was just getting him. He wasn't able to just run away, get outside his pocket very easy. We shut him down a few times on the back end. And then where could he go? And I think, you know, to be fair to him, they managed to get going. When we was 28-10 up, I was thinking, I wish this was the fourth quarter because it just felt too early. You knew the Packers... They're the type of team that are going to go gung-ho. They're not going to just roll over. They did last time, but they weren't going to do that again. You knew they were going to come back. And I felt like the Bucks went into their shell. Like we say about so many teams, it's understandable a bit, but they've went soft coverage for a couple of drives and not you know, taking everything away to the Packers. They made plays as well. But we just seemed to drop slightly, a little bit deeper, a little bit off people, and all of a sudden, Rodgers is picking us off. But the difference is, once we're back against the wall again with Brady throwing interceptions, we went aggressive. We wasn't even doing blitz, which we always do. We were trusting our guys up front to get the pressure, and they were. But it was like, all of a sudden, we were playing man coverage. We was doing press coverage. We got away with a couple of penalties. There's no doubt about it. So did the Packers, though, before yeah. we started getting into that yeah. one. But it was, it was a game where they was letting it go. And that's where, they, obviously, we were going to get into the last um, decision. But it was one of those games where they was letting it be physical. And we were physical, probably more physical than they were. And in the end, our defense, yeah, couldn't have played any better. And I think that comes back to week six when we did it to them the first time as well.
0: Fair. Um, Before we go on to that, obviously there's that decision that they made. I went back and I watched it again just to make sure I wasn't being overly critical, because that would be I I wouldn't. I'd hate to be accused of being overly critical of the Packers. Um, They're third and goal, two fifteen left on the clock, and Rogers throws that pass to Adams, who's. He's practically wearing a Bucks jersey. He's been tightly uh, marked. The next play, I, I, had, I paused it when I was watching it back to see just how much space he's got to run into. I have no
2: idea why he didn't just take off because he's getting there. Surely he's getting there. Uh, you've got to assume he must have thought that someone was breathing down his neck, like from behind, which is there was. But, but he should have done it. There's not right. a guy like Adams isn't open. So, the worst thing you do there is you... I know he doesn't want to take the sack because of the time, mm. but I, it was still the best option because he's not slow.
1: Yeah. No. no, he, he low did, low did it against the Rams last week, didn't he? I mean, it was a little bit different. Um, I did hear some uh, Mike Carlson. <laughs> I, I feel like I'm just nicking people's stuff, but you know, it's all a very good point because I watched it as well. And I did wonder why he didn't just take the risk. And even if he got five yards, it made the next down a lot easier. Um, but when you look back, I think it was JPP. Was getting off his man, and he, he could tell. I think he could feel that he weren't far behind him. So I think he would have probably got him, but he would have still got five yards at least. Um, but the other thing was, it would have potentially eaten up into the two minute warning. Yeah. You know, stuff like that, I, in the end, it probably should have still done it. I think when you weigh it all up, it doesn't matter about two minute warning, get the touchdown, right. get the two points, you tied the game. It's a different story, even if it, you don't. Yeah.
2: It's not a warning situation because at that point, I think Rogers thinks he's got another down. Um, to go for it I think if he knows that they're kicking it on fourth down the play goes differently Um, you can't really blame him for thinking he's got another down
1: I think that's the thing he generally thought even if I throw it here we're going to be going for it because you kind of needed to Um, but then uh, hence why he's I love I loved his press press conference because he doesn't necessarily throw Matt LaFleur under the bus but he's so good at giving off exactly what he's thinking, so he says, oh, it wasn't my decision, and he says, "I understand it, you know, just over two minutes left he so he understands the decision to a certain extent, but he doesn't agree with it, and he didn't think that was what they was going to do obviously
2: why why would he he's he's the best quarterback in the league this year, unanimously, so yeah. it just he is yeah, and he's sat in there so he's... <laughs> jersey on, um, but yeah, it's it, for me. It's the two, the difference between the two teams were the last couple of seconds of the first half, and then that. And it's the Bucks were playing to win, and the but, but the Packers weren't. They were playing to not lose, and you can't play to not lose in the final because it's a final. And and
1: against Brady as well, he's the type of guy that will find a way to just get that couple of first downs to yeah, finish he
2: the game the, He just doesn't need a, he doesn't need a field goal, he needs to just get two first downs. That's it. It's just run the clock down, yeah. And the the sort of devil's advocate argument is that you actually the Packers got the stop. Um without the penalty they got the stop. And yeah. then if, you t- if he didn't if didn't put his top off, he would have got the stop, yeah. I think it's a penalty and I get the argument is that they've let stuff go all game. Against the, against you they let stuff they well. anything, yeah, uh, the ones against Lazard well, that were in the slot where he, he bumped him and he did grab him—they they are penalties, but they aren't quite so obvious.
1: That's the thing; they're the, they're the ones that happen probably a lot during the games. Both sides—they generally happen. Yeah, when you watch it after, I'm not saying they weren't. They they are given definitely. When I watched them, was like I've seen them given. Yeah, but you're right. Press coverage when you're getting a bit close to someone, you're allowed to do a little bit. But once they kind of get out there, they, they still always both start touching each other. But, yeah, there was a bit more than just that. But you're right. When you're starting to pull a top, and it's so obvious. Like, yeah. I mean, it was being pulled three foot behind him. Like, the bloke who's standing there watching this is going, I can't not throw the flag here. Literally, okay. I'm
2: seeing his top being pulled. And there he is no When oh. the shirt is in that shape, it's like, well, that is... It's definitely impeding him. We can't, <laughs>
1: we can't yeah. argue. I get where the packers are coming from. Like anyone who, who I saw quite a lot of passionate obviously packers are saying, Oh, that's what they've you know, typical Brady, buying off and a load of nonsense. But the thing is I get it. They was trying to let a lot and they let so much go. I mean there was a couple of passing interferences on the bucks. I was like, What? I've seen them given like a lot less than that. Both they were just letting everything go and it was kind of refreshing. But then that's the problem when you do that and there's a quite a blatant penalty there's no one can argue that was a penalty that was a flag yeah. there was there's no argument there but i get where they're coming from in the sense that a couple of other things let go let go and there was quite big things that led to big decisions but like you said it's like a little bit of shunting a little bit of like argy bargy is quite minor it's not always that easy to see but a top being pulled like that in a big moment
2: yeah it's going to get given every time you knew as well the way the commentators commentators didn't say anything for if you because it was a late flag. It was a late flag, um, yeah. But the commentators were expecting it to come because they didn't. They were like, "Hang on, where is this flag?" We've <laughs> all seen it. Um, yeah. There's no complaints, I don't think, from me, in terms of the officiating because they were trying to let things go and. That last pen, that last flag was worse than the ones they let go, so it's almost justified still. Because, yeah, it that's a, that's a sort of an A grade foul, whereas the ones they let go were a B or a C. So, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, anything else on that game? before we move Let's on? Get over it. Do we think Rodgers <laughs> is there next year? I was just gonna say that would be the only other thing I'd, I'd ask. What, what does it mean anything for his future? Because I think I'm I'm sure that when Matt Lafleur first took that job, they didn't have a great start, did they? There was problems in the first year of that relationship, I think.
1: Yeah, apparently so, yeah.
0: Um, does he try his hand somewhere else?
2: I'd I don't. consider it if I was Georges I'd, I'd definitely weigh up my options. And I think when you see what Brady's done, um, leaving his team and finding a landing spot that helps him, it, it's tempting, but... I don't think there's anyone out there that's a better choice than the Packers right now.
1: Um, I think, once again, this is Aaron Rodgers being smart. Do you know what I also think needs to be brought back up again now? That first-round pick. Because everyone was like, oh, you know, we can let go of the first-round pick. They've gone to the championship game. They look a much better team. And there's no denying it. The offense was the best in the league. So, yes, all right, maybe you can get rid of the whole receiver thing. But they could have used that first round pick, on maybe a linebacker, or maybe a new young pass rush, or even a cornerback who can actually, you know, make a play or two and don't pull tops back. That, you know, I mean, that could be the difference of having a slightly better defense that gets them over the gets them over the line. I think the thing is realistically, everyone's was letting that go. But do you know what? They've ended up 13-3 again and lost in a championship game. Now, what's Jordan okay. Love offering them right now? Nothing. Okay. Yeah. So it's... I think I think that's still that that is still quite a bit of thing. And I think Aaron Rodgers. I don't see him leaving, really. I know he he made that little... you know, He was so in the moment, I think. And he's right to be in the moment. The the Packers have set themselves up to put him him and them in that situation now with Jordan Love. But I think it's also one of those things where Aaron Rodgers just put that little nugget in and in the off-season, he'll be like, right, do you know what you're doing this year? You're going to go and improve the defence and you're going to give me maybe another receiver... You're going to help us get over the line next year. Otherwise, I'm leaving. But it's just one of those psychological things. And then, obviously, they're not going to give up on him. Jordan Love's not the person just yet, is he? So, for the next year or two, I think they'll get him what he wants. And I think that was a way to just sort of saying, look, give me what I want. Make it happen. Look what's happened to Brady. Brady's been given everything. He's in the Super Bowl. I don't need that much. Just give me a little bit.
2: You might even want a bit more guaranteed money, too. I'm, I'm pretty sure he's got couple of years left but it's not very it's not all guaranteed so maybe you wants because he's got a quarterback waiting in the wings hypothetically so we all know that's not actually the case but he can maybe turn that into his advantage and say well i don't know what you're doing so i want more money this year
1: yeah that could be the case you're right yeah because two years down they might trade him
2: yeah and it might not be the worst thing for him because he can't get over that final hurdle at the moment with the team he's at and the coaching he's with is probably the reason at the moment because it's not him. He's good enough and he didn't have a great game because he had plenty of opportunities to get it done. The defense wasn't the issue; they had the stops and they had had the turnovers in this game. He has got to look at himself because you had four down. Well, sorry, you had three downs in. <laughs> three downs and goal to tie the game and they didn't get it done. So it wasn't a he can't come out from it thinking blaming just everyone else. No. Yeah,
0: very true. Um yeah, if we if we go on to the late game, um, and I think I could be right in saying that this might not be the first time that we've backed against the Chiefs uh on this podcast and then come back to find ourselves thinking What were we doing backing against the Chiefs? Um, I uh, I, I was
2: genuinely confident. Was it the Ravens we backed them against early on in the season? Yeah. I was was more confident that I'd get beat last time. Whereas this time, I think we all just. Did we really (laughs) think they were going to get beat? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we already discussed that, didn't we? It was like, I don't think any of us really believed it. We Just whiffed it. We were trying, there's lots of manifesting going on, on the internet, like you've got to manifest your dreams. And we tried, we did. Yeah. Um, but again,
0: I suppose the same way I thought the same way about the first game as I did about this one. The Bills, from a neutral's point of view, the Bills going ahead was the best thing for the spectacle because you want Mahomes to be the one that's chasing the game. Um and then they just go and put thirty one points up in like two quarters,
2: yeah, you de- needed them to go more up for it to be yes. a good game um <laughs> for it to last because at half time they went nine nil up and at half time they'd lost the game uh, it, yeah, yeah it definitely was, it, was, it was that was a case- it was a case of they they had the nine 0 lead they had to they had to score again on the next two drives for it to 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 have enough um because you they're gonna start scoring sooner or later and they're gonna start scoring quickly and demoralizingly because they they scored three I think it was three touchdowns and three drives and they didn't look they didn't look like stopping them once. It was so easy and scary for James I'm sure.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah yeah I'm,
1: you're right. When when I saw those nine and up I was thinking like yes, they needed to get off to a good start. And then a bit of me was like but this might not be the sort of start you want to go nine and up against. I don't know. Somebody was just telling me, like, it was far too early. It's going to hurt them. And it felt like they just riled up the Chiefs. And then, yeah, like you say, I think it was three straight drives. They went and got touchdowns.
2: I'm not sure I said it on the podcast or in the group chat that we're in. But when we discussed the Chiefs before, I said, it's like you you have to time your punches for the end of the, for the 12th round. Um, not that you want to stay level with them for as long as you can. And then, bang last minute try and take the lead because if you take the lead too early it's just signing your own death like your death warrant it's like what, nine nil up in the first quarter what are you doing <laughs> you just take a knee on the one yard line there you go no no we've got
1: respect for you <laughs> six nil we'll take six i mean they tried to give they hit the post on the extra point they was trying to like make you know make him feel better
0: <laughs> exactly I was looking back at what um, Sam had said last week when he previewed the game, and he talked about the key, how he felt the key was um, the need to contain Allen, and the because he liked the matchup of the wide receivers against their cornerbacks and disrupt that connection with Diggs. And I watched the game back again the next day, and when you, it was amazing to see the amount of work Alan had to do. Uh, on the deck just to avoid pre- the pressure he was getting. They really did get get to him. Um, he rushed for like 88 yards, I think. Um, and you can see in the receiving numbers that that was exactly what they did. They really disrupted that passing game. And he was he was just running for his life most of the time.
2: And that's because the Bills have no run game. So they can push, they can put pressure on Adam as much as they want because there is... Very little chance that they're going to run the ball, and when they do, it's not going to go very far. So, it. We spent. I think we talked about it in the pod last week, and it's a case of Allen can be great, and the wide receivers can be great, but a great team's going to. You need two methods of attack yeah. to try and beat the Chiefs yeah. and score enough points, and they don't have it. Great yeah. season, though. They've had a great season. Yeah. Um.
0: Yeah. I mean, there are other there are other rushing options amounting for about four the forty yards uh, combined with, along with his. But, um, on the other side, on the Chiefs' point of view, again watching it back, I really, um, I really liked the performance from Hill. I think, it, he's he's obviously got this reputation as being like the to, you know total speeds or over the top. Um. And he kills you like that. But the amount of times he crops up elsewhere and he's in motion and he's in the slot and he's hes just, I think he's just brilliant to watch and he must be an absolute nightmare to plan for, James.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, we know that already, don't we? Um, <laughs> we didn't give him like 200 yards in one quarter. Uh, yeah, but right. Yeah, I, I think it's, once again, it's just a very well-schemed team, isn't it? They, they have so much movement, Mm. From what, not even just from him, it's you know Hardman. They move around so much. You just don't. When you're normally, when you're, you can see it in an NFL defense. Like they're looking at what's in front of them, and they can start making their adjustments. Going right, it could be one or two things. With them, you generally like, they just have no idea. They're like, well, hang on, now they run three different routes. Like they honestly have no idea, and it must be impossible. You have got a speed yeah. star. You've got
2: like the big tall
1: guy in Travis Kelsey. That's I mean, awesome. I can't believe the butts are going to do this. But you, you know, have,
2: you have all that commotion. And then Kelsey just seems to walk five yards <laughs> to get the ball. <laughs> yeah. And then everyone he turns around just... and carries on. It, it, it's impossible. It's it's unfair, if anything. But I really liked what Andy said about Tyreek Hill because I'm probably one of the guys that looks at him as a speedster. And that's almost a negative thing for a wide receiver because that's your deep shot guy who's just there to run verse calls And But he is everything. He's probably the best wide receiver in the league. Um, yeah, not, definitely. I, I think he might be the best because whilst Adams is also up in that conversation and has the high advantage in the end zone, um, Tyreek Hill is just if he if he runs enough routes for a game, he has one big play every game. Mm-hmm. Just blows blows the team up, and the speed he has is that you can you can be in total lockdown against him for the entire game, but you'll be knackered going into the fourth quarter. And he just doesn't seem to stop.
1: Yeah, he's
2: a nightmare. He absolutely is a nightmare. And then Kelsey, I would say I tweeted about it on Monday morning. I think Kelsey is the greatest tight end I've ever seen. Um, I don't. Obviously, there's conversations about guys who have won more Super Bowls, and I no, don't matter. Longer careers. He, I've never seen tight end like him. No, he, he's quite elusive, isn't he? I mean, he's not a
1: speedster, but he's he's not slow. But he's just he always gets open. Always gets open. But I tell you what, the thing is, having Mahomes, who scrambles around a little bit, you can't allow that. Like, it's impossible not to, but the guy, once he sort of extends a play for three or four seconds, that's when Tyreek Hill is now running back or running into a space. or And that's what Travis Kelsey offers him most times as well. You know, he, he comes up with that plan B. They've naturally got an instinct, and that is something that not a lot of teams have. You know, quite often they're good at running their routes, they've worked on it all week, but if you need someone to change what they're doing... Not easy to do, but the, the Chiefs have got so many players who can do that. That's where they undo people, I think. I mean, there was actually a point there where was, I, I think Mahomes was, they, he might have been sacked or he might not have been sacked, but they was in the point where they got him. It seemed like they had him and he ran all the way to the byline. You know he's going to throw it to someone and he ends up throwing it like 16, 17 yards down the byline. And you're just like, how did that bloke end up being wide open? Like sure. surely he's running that way. He's got one guy. How hard is it? But he just because he just does it, and then he finds them. So so frustrating for defenses. He's,
0: um, do you think? Uh, I guess I was watching when I watched it back again, and in the early part of the game, there was a couple of times when he ran, he ran the ball, and you could just see he's still not quite right on his feet. Um, that injury's still there, isn't it? See, I, I
1: must admit, I was. Didn't really watch this game very closely, I'll be honest. I watched up to half-time and I didn't really... I wasn't focused. I didn't care who won. Um, but yeah, I I saw one or two little things. and I, It was in my back of my mind, but I have heard people saying that you can tell he's, he's still technically on one leg. I mean, I didn't see enough to maybe make that decision myself, but people are saying that Turf Toe will probably be still the same in a couple of weeks' time. It's not something you can just get rid of. But he, luckily for Mahomes, he's used to it. He's used to playing on one leg, so it doesn't matter, does it? probably L- just slightly balances it out for everyone.
2: Yeah. Luckily for Mahomes, he's still the best quarterback in the league on one leg, so who gives a shit? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the fact
1: he's <laughs> still running around
0: anyway, says
2: so it a lot. No, to be fair, you know, his
0: little turf toe uh, pales into insignificance. Did you hear about Cole Beasley?
2: <laughs> yeah, nutter. He had a broken
0: yeah. leg. And he just... he looks like a nutter anyway. But... and we he, um, he said, it was bad the first game I played. After the injury, but you just take a few meds and suck it up.
2: He broke his leg. Yeah, it's, it's like you broke. You've got a broken leg. When what? someone says, "Is it a tibia or a fibula?" Which Fibular. one? Yeah. When you say "broken fibula," that doesn't do it justice because I for one, I know that's in your leg, but I don't, <laughs> I don't. I don't know what that really means. I don't know which one it is. But if someone says you've got a broken leg, I'd go, "Okay, you might not be able to play next week." <laughs> Probably, I would advise, with my non medical background, that you shouldn't play NFL with a broken leg.
1: <laughs> he
2: did all right. I mean, <laughs> <he's good. laughs> if he stood up, I would say he's doing all right. If he still stood up, I would go, You're a pretty brave man standing have, with a broken leg. I have to say, you have to be pretty bonkers to play the NFL, really.
1: Yeah, yeah. True. Have, it's a bit like rugby players, isn't it? But I mean, yeah, you have to have a different mentality. And clearly, these guys are much stronger than me.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Did you speak to your dad immediately after? Or oh, probably
2: not? Uh, not immediately not after because he's an old man, as we discovered. <laughs> so he watched it the morning after. But I woke up to a message in the group chat. It, I think he was quite graceful. Um, when you're beaten by the best team, it's a lot easier to lose, isn't it? It's a kind it's, You're proud of your team because... You've got further than you should have, but at the same time, you were never deserving of that next step. They were they were outclassed. Um, he said, "Great season, beaten by a better team, fair and square. Couldn't have given much more. Good luck to the Chiefs and Bucks. Should be a good one."
1: It's fair, yeah. And it just felt very quickly that they weren't going to win this game. Was, like we said, nine 0 It was like oh, brilliant. But once they started, you just knew. It just never felt like it. I went to bed thinking it's going to take some miracle. For the Bills if I wake up and the Bills have won and as much as I wanted it and I was kind of wishing for it I knew it well I looked at the phone the next day and I was like yeah as I expected
2: Yeah, yeah. The, we we just talk about it every week about them having an extra gear and the problem is they probably still got an extra gear
1: yeah. is, I, don't
2: think, I don't think they've hit that final gear yet
1: I feel like that game they was still second third gear it was just yeah
2: was, the only time we've seen them hit that final gear is Super Bowl when they were 10 points down and yeah. left. That's when they hit it. So oh, and against the Texans last year. <laughs> I, I still don't know if they did. <laughs> I sure they did. I think I think they were they were pretty calm. and like, we've still got this. This is the Texans. Look at this team. They're shit. Because they, they were. <laughs> I don't know how they were. They shouldn't have beaten the Bills to start with. I don't, no. This we really shouldn't bash the Texans now. Of all the times they've had enough. I don't even know if you've got any Texans fans listening, but they don't deserve it. So I'm going to stop. <laughs> Well, I won't carry that through for our award show then. Ah, yeah.
0: When we get around to that, it might be different. <laughs> uh, I mean, we we've kind of talked about what they were lacking, but is a quick word on the Bills uh, wrapping their season up. Pretty obvious what they need to do in the
2: summer. Do you think? Yeah. Yeah. Um, get right a yeah, running back. I don't think Allen's is great. Mm-hmm. I think that might have been Alan's best ever season in the NFL. Do you think uh, quite... Are you predicting a come down? I am actually. And it's sad because I love him. Um, but this was, everything was sort of falling into place for him other than the running game. And I think he was playing at 110%. And it, uh, yeah. th- there isn't, I'm not a tape guy, so I'm not basing this off of his throwing action and things like that. I'm just going pure gut. And the, the instinct is that that might be the best we've seen of him. Because I don't... Before last season, I was actually one of Alan's biggest critics in that I thought he was great to watch but not a, not a polished product and he would never be a, a top-tier a, a quarterback. And I'm sort of sticking with that and I think this was just a one-off season.
1: Do you know what I can't wait to do, and I've said this a few times, is actually listen back to our first couple of episodes because yeah. I totally said the same too. And... It's going to be great to be able to put like a top 10 of fails and maybe top 10 where we did get right or morally got right. Because I think we'll without 10. a doubt. Yeah, well, well right,
2: I don't know
1: maybe about... 100 for Paul. For Paul. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, absolutely. Like he's had a phenomenal year. You see it in the NFL so often. Everyone will be like, Josh Allen's now the top three quarterback. And unfortunately, it's going to take a lot for him to keep it up. Even if he has a good season next year, it will feel like a come down. So he's going to have to deal with that. And so is the Bills, I think.
2: Unfortunately, I didn't have any shares in him in fantasy this year because I was so against him. But if you do have them, I can only recommend you sell because <laughs> he will never be higher. Um, get whatever you can because people will pay good money for him because he's got the running aspect as well. But yeah, he will he will definitely not be a top three quarterback next year, which is what he's ranked as now. Um, really behind Mahomes and Lamar. But yeah, that is ridiculous. There you yeah. go, everybody. I,
0: I do have shares, so if you're listening, <laughs> hit me up. Hit me but up. Also,
2: I bad. also said this last year about him in and when he was the quarterback twelve that he's probably too high anyway. So I know nothing. Disclaimer. <laughs> <laughs> it's the tagline.
0: Bye. bye. There's your episode name, James. I know nothing. <laughs> we don't you that's it I'll get people listening absolutely um well, that's it for the games
2: for to in terms of review has anybody got anything else before we close it up? Yeah, I'm gonna do it on this episode i've got a, I had a sports related question that i thought I might be able to throw out to you guys. It's nothing to do with n f l pretty on brand um let me find it, okay, I saw this on okay. It's a TikTok, and I know you guys probably know the name TikTok, but quite, can't quite comprehend what that is. It's a different form of... It's a of clock, it.
1: Isn't it? Is it a
2: clock? Yeah. Um, but I, I saw this, and I thought this is a good question to ask, because we're sports fans at the end of the day. So it's which is harder, and you've got three options. A nine darter. A hole-in-one in golf. Or a 147 break in snooker? <laughs> um, <sighs> this is so hard. That's a good question. It's I, a very good question. <laughs> I'm looking I, at I instantly had an answer, but. So, right. I had an answer instantly. And the more I thought about it, I was like, I'm talking nonsense. But do you, straight away, I had an answer thinking about myself.
1: And then I'm like, I know which one I would never be able to do. I've done <laughs> one of them, and there's one that I just don't care for. So it's like, uh, but um, for me, I'm going to go nine data. I mean, the thing is at a professional level, it's happened a lot now, so ten years ago, fifteen years ago, it was quite rare now it's not, but having thrown darts and spent quite a long time trying to get good at darts, I can barely hit the twenty, let alone fucking get nine data so I th- a holding one is a very tough thing, but you can fluke it. holding one's one, the
2: easiest i don't I feel like we can all agree, I't do about Andy, but. <laughs> <laughs> Given enough times, you will probably be able to get a hole in one.
1: If you play golf, I don't know, twelve times every year for say
0: sixty years, you might fluke one. Yeah, yeah, I, I've come pretty close. Um, yeah, exactly. Onlys come close, so. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I'm gonna say what I, the question was. Which is harder? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm gonna go with the one four seven because I don't mind snooker. I played. Pool quite a lot when I was younger or at uni. Not not as much snooker, but I'd be surprised if I've ever had a score of more than,
2: higher than twenty playing snooker. Okay. I've, I've if, never played snooker myself. I played pool, um, and I'm not very good at it. The problem is, I'd I would also go one four seven just because there are more than nine. There are a lot more than nine shots that go into a one four seven. You have to be perfect for a long time, that's and that's that's what it comes down to for me because i don't th- i think i've got a 0% chance of getting a nine data and a 0% chance of getting a 147 so actually they're both impossible but if you if i if i practice both of them for as long as possible i reckon i'm going to get a nine data sooner than i would a 147
1: i can't imagine andy playing snooker like oh, you know, know the, the ball table probably feels like a snooker table to andy Wait, <laughs> so, Andy, do you
2: have to get, like, the extension out for, like, every shot? <laughs> we never even met him, James. We don't actually, we don't, we're just going on what he says about his height. He's probably six foot seven. <laughs> I'm get beaten
0: up. <laughs> no, it's it's a shockingly difficult game. Um he is. I agree with that. I'm,
2: used, gonna I'm not game. very good at Paul. Let alone snooker. Well, the thing is with Paul, I'm, I can... You can say, "I'll oh, pop this one in. I'm like, absolutely easy. Bang. And it's like, next shot. Oh, yeah, you have to think about what happens after the first yes. I just go, if I hit it harder, then I've got more chance of doing something else. So I can get, my first shot usually goes in, and then I am snookered.
1: <laughs> and that's the thing with snooker, it's a bit more delicate, isn't it? With pull, you
2: whack it a bit more. Yeah, I've got absolutely no chance with snooker. I, yeah. it, are the holes smaller in snooker than pull? Yeah, yeah I've got absolutely no chance. They make
1: the table 15 foot longer, and they make the holes smaller. What sort of mind game is that?
2: I've never changed my answer now, Paul. I think it's a good poll because I think a lot of people would instantly go for golf because it's like much more physical in that you probably won't be able to do it, but because you can throw a dart at a dart board pretty easily and you can hit a white snooker ball pretty easily, but when you think about the longevity of it, snookers is the hardest. Mm, great question. Great yeah, question. question. Yeah, well, that's if you haven't got TikTok, that's what TikTok's full of. It's full of great sports intellectual questions. I can absolutely guarantee it. Right. Cheers, that, mate. I bet you're shocked to you hear that I don't have TikTok. Is that? Yeah, <laughs> don't get
0: TikTok. <laughs> I think I'm banned yeah. at my age. That was, <laughs> that was a diamond in the rough. Cool. Uh, anything else?
2: Mm-mm. No. No. Nah. Nah. I think I've summed it up. James. Bring on Super Bowl! Congratulations, James. I don't yep. know if I've said it this episode.
1: Oh, yeah. I haven't told my story, have I? Oh, yeah. Go for it. Yeah. Everyone keeps like... I mean, I think Paul said, I hope you like James' is emotional and all the rest of it. And a couple of my mates texted me who don't even like the NFL, but they knew Tampa were playing and they were shocked they was even in like, a reckoning anyway. So I was getting all these texts. I was messaging people. Me and Dan were messaging. Um, I was doing my superstitious stuff, keeping off Twitter and all the rest of it. Anyway, so he got down to the final plays... And I knew that we needed one more first down. I mean, we got the penalty. I knew it was pretty much in the bag. I did tell my missus I was going to tell her this story as well. But um, she obviously had a very, she hadn't been feeling very well Saturday. So she didn't drink Saturday. She hadn't reached, she doesn't drink very often anyway because she's on medication. Got to Sunday, she decided to have, you know, three or four glasses of wine. Don't blame her. Anyway, um, on, sa- on the Saturday, I said to her, look, we had, I had an NFL network in the background. I hadn't told her all week because I thought, I'm not, you know, I don't need to bore her with the was She not interested. And it came up on the network saying, Tom Brady's going for his you know, 10th Super Bowl, blah, blah, blah. And she, I said to her, like, what am I going to do if the Bucks win that and get in the Super Bowl? And she, we had a conversation, but obviously she were not listening. Because then it got to Sunday. I was cooking a roast. She was having a nice nap. I put the kids down. It was all going to plan. And um, obviously, it was like half hour before the game, I uh, had the NFL network. Obviously, pretty boring when you're not interested in the NFL. I understood that. She said, is it all right if you watch the NFL on your laptop? And I was thinking... Yeah, like it's the biggest game I've ever experienced, the Bucks. She's making me watch it on my laptop. And I was like, right, okay, yeah, okay, fine. And We finished with roast and we were just about to eat it, so I put it on my laptop. Superstition, I watched the Bucks versus the Packers on my laptop last time. So a bit of me was like, I'm not going to argue about it. She's helped me out. She kept my superstition going without me having to do it properly. So I was like, okay. So anyway, watching it on the laptop, obviously up and down. She's seeing me get stressed. She's had the phone call with like the family. She's laughing her head off. There is someone sitting next to you and you're thinking like, this is the biggest moment of my sporting career, like watching the bus. And she is talking career. about like some stupid story last week. Sort of. Anyway, like I could tell like there was a point halfway through the game she was like, I'm oh, sorry, I could tell you're into the game. I'm, I'm like... Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I'm getting stressed and everything else. My mate even phones me up, going, "Mate, the Bucks are winning. Like, what's going on?" And she's like, "Why is your mate phoning?" I was like, "Well, he's, he's seen that the Bucks are playing." Oh, okay. Well, she's chatting away. Anyway, she's another couple of glasses of wine go on. So it's now the last couple of minutes of the game. We, we've got the first down. We've got the penalty on the verge. I've even told her, like, "Oh my God, we're gonna we're really we're so close to winning." Anyway, she starts talking about like when she was a kid. You know, just getting into a bit of a heart-to-heart, one-to-one sort of conversation. And I'm a bit in and out. I'm doing my best. It's distracting me. I'll be honest. It, it was calming me down a little bit. But anyway, this goes on and on and on. And he gets to the point where Godwin runs around and obviously gets the first down. And I'm thinking, I'm pretty sure that's it. But I couldn't hear anything because she's still talking to me about this, telling me the story. So I'm kind of watching it. It's sinking in that we won. And I'm kind of like, yes, yes. And she's still talking. And she's still talking. Anyway, to cut a long story short, this, obviously I had to carry on the conversation. It was in the middle of a deep part. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm talking to her. And by the time, like, that had all gone, obviously they said the Bucks are going to the Super Bowl. She's completely missed it and all the rest of it. So mess, people are messaging me and everything else. So then, obviously, on Game Pass, the game cuts off quite quickly after the, the, like, the finishes. So I just about to see Tom Brady go over to his son. I'm starting to think, oh, my God, they've won. They've won. And I'm still trying to listen and talk to her. Anyway, it goes on for another five minutes. And, yeah, then the game cuts off. So I've, <laughs> my mates, like, text me going, oh, my God, mate, how are you feeling and stuff? I'm sitting there thinking, I don't even know what's happened. It's not sunk in because, you know, it doesn't sink in, does it? And at the same time, I missus is still chatting. I'm, I was like, right. Anyway, about half hour later, because I had NFL Network in the background, she paused her TV program. She went and had like, a fag, came back. She goes, um, just chatting to me like this. Oh, yeah. And obviously on NFL Network, they said, so, Tampa Bay Buccaneers will be in the Super Bowl in Tampa in like two weeks' time. And she went, oh, my God. It was at like the game for the, like the Super Bowl, Tampa in the Super Bowl. And she was like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. I can't believe I ruined like the biggest moment for like the Bucks. And like, then she gave like a big hug and everything else. But honestly, I wanted to get emotional, I wanted to get everything. But I was in such a moment with her, I generally don't even know what happened at the end. And
2: I didn't even get to see him lift a trophy. None of that's it. Your, that's your communication skills. You needed to say, <laughs> Hang on a minute, this is the championship game. I thought preps her. I honestly thought I'd done enough. <laughs> well you've learned now. Does she know that the Super Bowl was in two weeks' time? Yeah, she knows she knows that part.
1: Okay, she just okay. didn't
2: realise that was the game. Well, that wasn't the game. The two week one is the game. So you've got another chance. Yeah, she's got one more chance before she's out. Fair <laughs> <enough>. <laughs>
1: yeah, uh, honestly, I had an emotional walk to work with listening slightly around the NFL podcast when they played it. I had a little bit of a moment then I was like, Oh my god, this actually happened sort of thing, but that's the first time. I generally try to watch on YouTube just to get back in the mood for it.
0: Because I don't <laughs> even know what it feels like. There you go. I hope she listens to this when it comes out. Oh, it's been nice knowing her. It'd be nice to get her listen. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to batter you. She, right, then. Really? That'll That'll be, that's everything. Yeah. Yeah. Good, Good uh, work. In a few days. Yeah, I'll speak to you soon, guys. See you later Good. in a week. Bye. Right. Bye. Uh, Thank <laughs> you.